Hello, and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Heike Dietman, and I've got two guests today, Paddy Donnelly and Dave Bent from ES Tech Group. I spoke to Paddy and Dave for our big interview in the September issue of OPI, which is on its way to our readers right now. It was a fascinating conversation that touched deeply on some of the issues that are so prominent in the US right now. The wholesalers involvement with content and technology, the dealers dependency on that content, and the friction this so often causes. Here's an extract from that interview. Hello Dave and Paddy, thanks so much for joining me today from sunny Scottsdale and not so sunny Glasgow, I believe. Let's talk about your customers and who you serve with the Evolution X platform. What's your target audience? So the, the geographies are very different and the types of customers we sell to in each geography are very different. So the UK is very much an SMB customer base. So you're talking sort of dealers of one through five million is kind of where the bulk of our customer base is. There's exceptions to that. We have guys who are very small and we have some of the biggest dealers in the country running on the platform. But, you know, if you wanted to generalize, it's largely an SMB customer base. Today, there's over 320 dealers in the UK running Evolution X. And that number grows every month. Um, and um, purely um, in business supplies at the moment in the UK. It actually turns out that finding another vertical to sell into is very tricky. There's nothing as well organized and there's nothing that lines up just as nicely right. as business supplies. And there's reasons for that, but I'll expand on them as we get further into the interview. And Dave, maybe you could talk about the characteristics of the UK and the North American or the US North American customer base and how it's a little bit different. Yeah, no, it's de it's definitely different. Heike, some of it driven by kind of the, the environment, but I guess in terms of customer size, we, we scale down the same as Patty said, but probably most of our customers are doing total sales starting probably at like 5 million. And then we've got customers doing, you know, hundreds of millions in total sales. Um, and we have uh, customers in the business supplies vertical. Um, and we'll, we'll also come back to this, but it's been, it's been kind of a challenge in the business supplies vertical by the way that the relationship between the technology providers and the, the wholesalers, meaning Ascendant and SP Richards, essentially managing the customer experience on a website with their search services and marketing services. So really the big focus for me has been uh, entering other new distribution verticals. So um, gosh, probably what, Petty, 98% of our customers are some kind of dealer distributor reseller and dealers fairly the, the name dealers fairly unique to business supplies most verticals they're called distributors but it's the same model it's um they're like dealers selling to businesses so we've been b2b focused since day one uh obviously we do all the b2c stuff but really b2b is different we focused on providing really online procurement solutions so you could call them shopping but it's it's b2b and we have entered into uh, electrical distribution, plumbing, uh, HVAC, uh, industrial supplies, MRO, safety. Um, and then most recently, it may sound obscure and it kind of is in a way, but gas and welding. So distributors of gases to the beverage industry, medical gases, industrial gases. So 
really a, a more diverse customer portfolio. Um, as Patty alluded, it's interesting because we have not found a vertical, a distribution vertical anywhere that is as advanced from a technology perspective as business supplies. Um, and, you know, the business supplies piece definitely goes back to the early 2000s with the staples and the depots who really jumped in and B2C and then B2B. Um, that doesn't exist in the other verticals. The business supplies market is in great shape because there is awesome product content, either provided by Fusion Plus in the UK market or by the wholesalers here in, in North America. And you can't have good e-commerce if you don't have awesome product content. Search doesn't work, images, videos, people can't research the products. And so it actually comes back to full circle, really. But the truth is the business supplies guys are fantastically much more technologically advanced than anything we've seen in welding and gas, industrial distribution, safety, electrical distribution. And the list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. There's nothing compares to the business supplies, guys. And by the way, that's the reason Amazon business started. Their first vertical was in office supplies because of how advanced the supply chain is, how organized content is, the fact that you have these um, wholesalers who can solve your kind of logistics problems on a national basis. Um, and actually, the insight there is when the industry's wholesale-led rather than manufacturer-led, which, by the way, every other industry outside of business supplies is a manufacturer-led industry, it's much harder to see um, these um, technology projects be successful than it is in business supplies. There's something about what the wholesaler does in terms of logistics, that last mile thing, stock, corralling hundreds of manufacturers into a pot, solving big problems like logistics and content that makes, that creates the, the efficiencies that can make those industries extremely successful from a technology point of view. It's very hard to recreate in a manufacturer-driven industry. That's incredibly positive, which is, uh, you don't hear that very often, which is great. Ah, well, we'll come, we'll come to the current state. Don't worry, we'll we come to the negative stuff in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that we'll was, balance honestly, that out nicely. The problem is, Hiker, and we'll come to it, we've held on to that model for too long now, meaning mm -hmm. the, the exact role of the dealer versus the wholesaler versus the supplier versus the technology partners. It, it really was the catalyst for mega success. But I think we've held on to that model for too long in terms of the roles the different groups or stakeholders are playing. We'll come back to the, uh, to the wholesaler, you know, to that conversation that you just sort mm -hmm. of started on in a bit. Yeah. Um, just briefly, Evolution X, what is it? It's a web platform, a web store platform. Would that be correct to say? Yeah, I mean, it's a B2B e-commerce platform for dealers, wholesalers, and manufacturers. That's fundamentally what it is. And what it allows the dealer to do is provide an online shopping capability that can match the procurement processes of their most complex customers. So that's what makes us different to off-the-shelf shopping cart software hiker, like Shopify and Big Commerce. Yeah. If you need to sell a T-shirt online, yeah, you don't need Evolution X at all, right? Shopify does that really well for 50 bucks a month. Yeah. But if you're a company selling to another company and that company has 
lots of users, lots of addresses, lots of cost centers, and maybe some procurement control set up internally. Um, you know, that person can spend 2000 bucks a month if they go over that, send the order for authorization to the CFO. If you're in that world, then we're uniquely an unbelievably good fit for that type of transaction. So that's kind of where we fit in. We, we provide the deal of the site. Um, they can use our tools to style the site, brand the website, or they can engage our design agency to actually have a custom theme. But fundamentally, they would go to market with a website powered by Evolution X. Um, and then there's a back end to that website that allows them to manage the store. And we also hook the website up to their ERP system. So you never really deploy a site in isolation in our world, Hiker. It's always needs to be integrated to the ERP, needs to be integrated to the PIM system. And so all of those things are what kind of make us a bit different to off-the-shelf shopping cart software and the sort of T-shirt selling class of online retailers. So if you were to go to the website of um, any dealer that is not using you, that is using uh, any of the other providers... What would you see? What, what's the difference that you would see? The scenario in North America is very different. Yeah. So, if you said go look at an Evolution X site in North America versus pretty much every, any other dealer's site, the, the customer experience is dramatically different. So, you could kind of say they're USPs there, but we would actually argue they're, they're must haves for a great customer experience. And so, the diff, one, the, one of the key differentiators for me is creating great end customer experiences that meet and exceed like big box capabilities, whether it's Amazon business or whoever else you want to name, um, Staples and Depot. And so, so we're focused on that. And so what makes a great customer experience? Um, and, you know, how do we look versus the incumbent dealers today using the technology they have? So fundamental is sub-second response time doesn't matter how many SKUs are on the platform, um, how many users, transactions. The customer, we all expect, right, in our consumer world, we, 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 we expect super response time and we expect search results that relate to what we were actually looking for. So the search engine should be a find engine and enable really a great experience when you're looking to procure product. Um, and so... If, if you looked at most dealer sites in North America today, um, the more forward-thinking ones are they've created um, a site on the front end, kind of like a corporate information. It's hard for a dealer to really represent um, who they are, what differentiates them, what their brand is about. Um, and so they're doing that by putting an informational piece on the front end of the main URL. But when you log in, you're not getting sub-second response time. Um, the dealers don't really have control of search. Um, the search results are governed by the wholesalers, um, which causes a lot of frustration. Um, they don't have all the rich marketing and merchandising tools that we have uh, that are easily enabled. And so in, in EvoX, for example, you can segment your customer base. So let's say you had a customer who buys school supplies versus a customer who's selling into doctors and dentists. When the school district logs in, they're going to get a different experience because we know they're selling school supplies and the marketing and merchandising and the selection and assortment will be tailored to them. 
what does that do? It, it increases, uh, it just increases the stickiness of the customer to dealer relationship. Um, and so it is really, really a different experience. And if you look at the, the dealers in North America today, they're missing so much of that functionality. Um, they're missing real segmentation. Um, they don't have the breadth of SKUs because they're constrained in the, in the product assortment. Um, whereas we can statistically see a site with more product assortment is, is, is going to grow faster. And the simple question really in business is, what else is my existing customer buying that I'm not selling, but I could sell? And the distributors, dealers who are doing that, they're expanding their assortment, they're selling more, they're becoming the destination site for their customer. What's the answer? Well, here's what the answer isn't. I'll tell you what the answer isn't, but it's being promoted right now. Out of frustration, the dealers are looking to move their ERP system. Makes no sense. It, yeah. I mean, changing ERP systems, I've spent my life doing it. It's a lot of pain and not much gain. But why are they changing the ERP system so they can get control of the website? But that's not the answer. That is a bad answer. It costs a lot of money, takes yeah. a lot of time, causes business disruption. So anybody who's promoting move to a, a, a new ERP, it's, it's actually out of desperation to, to get out of what is currently kind of the lock-in. Like, how do I get more SKUs? But we need to step back. I, I think there's another question that's very easy for me to ask. And I, again, I was part of it at Ascendant. But is it really like, so the margin pool is shrinking, right? The total sales pool is shrinking. The margin pool is shrinking. As an industry for the last 10 years or 15 years, we've talked about how do we eliminate duplicate effort, wasted effort, like things that dealer is doing that a wholesaler is doing and vice versa. I would say there's another one on the horizon right now, which is why are both wholesalers developing content? It's basically the same content. Mm. And I know why it started. It, there's all good reasons, but... Um, it's a massive investment on both. Does it really matter if they, if they pulled the content concept together? I, I don't think so. Maybe then spend some money on creating you know, content outside of OP. If you looked at Synex and Ingram Micro, they're using the same content provider. They're paying, but they're not, they don't have people developing identical content. They're leveraging um, scale. So that's a simple question. Is that what, yeah. effectively, what a Fusion Plus does in there. Ah, yes. Back to you say that. Plus. Yeah. So I think so I don't know the secret words to whisper into all the stakeholders who are involved ears that would make them want to stand down and abandon the models that currently create the conditions we've just talked about. But what I can tell you for the US, the UK is and should be the model. Okay. The, what do the wholesalers do in the UK? They, are, they provide inventory and they're logistically excellent, okay? And that's the role that they fulfill. They don't try and get involved in your market and they don't try and get involved in your website. They actually canned all that stuff about seven years ago. Mm. And so they just kind of simplified the operation and said the role of the wholesaler is to be logistically excellent and solve inventory and logistics problems. Mm. And then... A fusion data popped up and said, well, we'll take on the role of being the content repository for the industry. And we won't just have one catalog or two catalogs. We'll have 136 suppliers come in. And we'll build a data set where all these things can work nicely together in the ERP system and in the website. And we'll make it readily available to the whole industry. 
Um, then you had an Evolution X show up and says, well, we'll come, we'll leverage all that stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll leverage the fantastic logistics capability of the wholesaler. We'll consume the amazing fusion content and we'll build a great web experience um, for that community of resellers. And, and others have done it as well, right? It's not just Evolution X. We're one of many guys who compete for those same customers. Mm -hmm. So you start to see a model right in front of your eyes here that the American guys are screaming for, right? The US dealers are screaming for basically what we already have in the UK. Our, our typical website has 75 to 100,000 SKUs on it in business supplies. The wholesaler catalogs these days are something like 20,000 SKUs. So that means two thirds of all products on all our websites are non-wholesaler SKUs. Mm -hmm. Is that resulted in the wholesale destruction of Bow? Definitely not. Mm -hmm. Of Exertis, no. Um, OT Group, too, too early to tell. Um, no, all those guys have done fine and they've not gone backwards. They've not been negatively impacted by the dealers having a much broader choice of products to sell. And um, more is better. Competition is good. But if I'm the monopoly provider, am I going to be super keen to stand there and give away my monopoly position? <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so the models, the, 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 the UK is the model for the US. We need to try and recreate the, the conditions here in the UK. So B2B people, they want uh, an Amazon-like purchasing experience. By and large, are they getting that? I think they're getting it in the UK. Um, people don't buy from Amazon because it's beautiful or a wonderful experience to buy. They buy from Amazon for different reasons. A, they know for sure the product they're looking for is going to be there mm. because Amazon have infinite range, okay? That's the number one reason people go to Amazon. They're the everything store, and you know whether it's a pair of training shoes or a jet ski, it's going to be there. Mm. And that is not something that a lot of dealers can say. So range and scale of um, product is one of the biggest reasons. And then just the fact that they're logistically bulletproof and they get it right 999,999 times out of a million times. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason people buy from Amazon. But is it beautiful? Is it an amazing customer experience? Is it, you know, gorgeous? And, you know, no, I've seen way better designed looking websites than Amazon. I think dealers can, can offer the Amazon style experience in the UK. They can offer hundreds of thousands of SKUs, um, not millions, but hundreds of thousands. And from dozens and dozens and dozens of different suppliers and vendors, um, they can offer a beautiful shopping experience. They can offer a very seamless checkout. And then dealers have the advantage that Amazon don't, which is proximity. Okay, they are three miles up the road. Yeah five miles up the road from the bulk of their customer base. So um, they have that last mile advantage, right? And that enables things like same day um, and a whole bunch of other capabilities. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, is that true in the US? Definitely not. And it's for all the reasons we've expanded on. Uh, Dave, do you want to double up on that? Yeah, I think the experience that can be enabled is absolutely Amazon-like or arguably arguably better. Um if, you, if I get into detail just for a second, if you go on Amazon and look at attributes of products, it's actually not that great. So if you're really trying to research products, it, it, the search is great. But, um, but, the, but yeah, I agree with Patty. The site's not the best, super user-friendly. But hey, Amazon Business is doing a great job. And um, 
as, as we know, they've got a lot of money to invest, but I think the dealers can still differentiate themselves. And I think what we see in also in other distribution verticals that distributors are migrating to add services to their product offering. Um, could be replenishment services. It could be, and the dealers are doing break room services, equipment, um, replenishment. And I, so I think services is a, a key thing that is going to keep them differentiated from Amazon business. Thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. For much more from the interview with Paddy and Dave, make sure you check out the September issue of OPI Magazine. This content is only available to OPI subscribers. And if you're not already a member of OPI, please go to our website, opi.net, and click on the blue subscribe button near the top right of the homepage. Please join us soon for another episode of OPI Talk.